Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. We are talking about Grief Transformed, and our second guest is Kathy Eldon. Kathy Eldon's son, Dan, a 22-year-old photojournalist, was killed while covering a story in Somalia. In his memory, Kathy founded the Creative Visions Foundation, celebrating creative artists like Dan. Now a filmmaker and author, Kathy co-wrote Angel Catcher, A Journal of Loss and Remembrance with her daughter, Amy. Welcome to the show, Kathy, and welcome back, Gloria. Oh, thank you both. That's really a, a great privilege uh, for me to be on this show. Well, it's wonderful to have you on. And what, uh, you know, when you've got so much on Dan, and well, he did so much in his life mm-hmm. that uh, it's an amazing uh, website. We'll be talking about it. But could you tell our audience a bit about Dan and, and what happened to your family? Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, my uh, my son I, I was I used to be a journalist and I I lived in Kenya with my husband and two kids and then I took off and uh, moved to London Dan stayed in Africa and became a photojournalist which was pretty amazing from my perspective I was so proud of him and he went in at a time when nobody knew that there was a terrible famine going on in Somalia and took photographs that and what year was that that was in 1992. And he took photographs that helped inspire what was called Operation Restore Hope, which brought aid into Somalia. So it was a, a, I was just so proud of him. And he stayed on in Somalia as a photojournalist for Reuters news agency and was there right through the, it, it went from being a terrible famine until to being a, a terrible conflict. And I got more and more nervous about him, but I, I, I believed that he would be safe because nobody had been killed and he was, uh, you know, he really knew his way around, uh, Somalia. And he spoke the language. Yeah, he spoke Swahili and he spoke quite a lot of, uh, what the Somalis speak, which is a form wow. of Arabic. So I just had a lot of confidence in him, you know? Mm-hmm. So it came as a horrible, horrible shock when, uh, on July 12th, 1993, Dan, together with three other journalists, was, was stoned, they were stoned to death by an angry mob. Uh, actually, they were trying to tell the story of a terrible bombing by forces of a house, and uh, the, the, the warlord wasn't there that, that everybody was trying to get. It's rather like our search for you know Osama bin Laden. Or, but the warlord wasn't there. They killed 200 people or injured 200 people and begged the journalist to come and cover the story. When the journalist got there, the people were so enraged that they killed the journalist. Oh. And, and how did you hear about it, Kathy? Well, I was in California um, at a, just staying at a hotel w- w- um, with my, uh, my, my partner, and uh, I woke up and, and Jeffrey was on the phone saying, oh, no, no, no. And I knew, you know, as one does immediately, that it, it was Dan. And just the, the bottom dropped out of my world, and I knew my life was over, and that I would never be happy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Now, now you've gone on to do uh, these amazing things. Uh, 
you know, our audience is just going to be, I was blown away by what you've got on the Internet. I mean, Dan did all these fabulous journals from high school. You've got them, and you can go on the Internet and turn the pages and look at them, and uh, it, it's uh, an amazing thing. Tell us about your journey to doing that. You know, Well, thank you. Um, it started actually um, almost the second after Dan was killed. I'm, I'm a, I, I was a journalist. I'm a filmmaker. I've been working for a long time with the belief that media can transform the world. It can transform tra- mm-hmm. consciousness. And just like what you are both doing, you are helping people in such a profound way through radio. So I believe that through media we can really change the world around us. So I, I thought, right, I've got to make sense of this. This is crazy. Um, I have to do something. And I thought, right, we could do a film or a book or, or an exhibition, something, something. And I begged the head of Reuters who came out for the memorial service celebration of life in, in Nairobi, I said, please, you know, Mr. Wood, you know, we have to do something to transform this. And he said, well, I'll do my best, you know. I mean, it was completely like, what, this crazy woman, I've got to do something for her. So I started with the Associated Press and Reuters to try to create awareness of the, of, of the role of journalists and the, the dangers that they face. And I think that uh, I believe Oprah has described this incredible energy that some of us get um, as survivor's mission. So my oh, survivor, I like that, survivor. And you were on Oprah, right? It really is good. I, I heard it first or, uh, on Oprah or through her. But, you know, out of this horror, I had to find purpose. So my initial survivor's mission was to tell the world about what happens to journalists, to help get insurance for uh, freelance journalists, to help them get a post-traumatic stress treatment because that was not done at that time. So I plowed all the energy, well, not all of it, but I plowed the energy I would have been putting into Dan into uh, a cause, you know, a movement of of, uh, something. And we did exhibitions and we did seminars with Dan Rather and Tom Brokaw and and, uh, a book uh, called Images of Conflict. But that was my first response. Okay, I've got a... I've got every, everybody in the world has to know about these these, these amazing journalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a wonderful effort, and I love that the survivor's mission. And talk about look at you, at Amy, your daughter, who uh, was what nineteen at the time, or she had just just uh, that was her birthday week. She had just turned nineteen. Ah, and she went to college, and then what? About a year later, she called you one day, and she and she said, "Mommy, we're going to forget him. I'm going to forget yeah, him. I'm losing well, my memories." She dropped out of college because it was just all too hard, and then she mm-hmm. um, re-enrolled at Boston University to study communication, so she could do uh, communicate things that mattered, um, like Dan did, but in her own way, which was a very different and much gentler way. But about a year. Uh, or maybe even a little bit longer after Dan was killed, I think it's a very common situation that you're in agony every minute of the day for a really long time, and then you wake up and you realize it, it doesn't hurt quite so much, and, and and you feel really guilty because for that little minute or hour or two hours, you've forgotten, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And you've laughed. <laughs> you've laughed. Good Lord, imagine that. And and it, you feel really kind of almost like you're betraying the person that you love so much, and then then you might forget how their voice sounded or some of the jokes that they told you, or or, or you'll forget details of the way they they look, and it's it's a very scary time. And Amy called me, and we were both really worried about this, and I I was casting around trying to think of something to, to say to her, and my eye oh, I settled on I had a dream catcher in my bedroom and. 
you know, everybody will know those dream catches, the little round hoopy things that Native Americans make to catch dreams, you know, so that when you're asleep. And I said, right, oh, Amy, I know what we'll do. We'll make an angel catcher. And she said, what? You know, as, as children do. Uh, what's that? And I said, well, making it up along the way. I said, an angel catcher. It's something to capture the memories of Dan so that, you know, one day your children will be able to know what he was like. You know, memories and dreams and, and uh, if it's a granny or something, recipes. But just treasure those memories. And she came back from her Christmas holiday with this big, fat book bulging with pictures and, and um, uh, articles even that she'd written and poems and stories about Dad and photographs. It was absolutely wonderful. And so you, from that, you and Amy have produced this wonderful, beautiful book called Angel Catcher, which is a journal of loss and remembrance, but only a few pages, but they are very compelling pages that you have and Amy have written in the first of it. And then there are all these wonderful little areas. Uh, well, I'll just go to page 27. It says remembering. This is a and then blank day for me. I'm remembering when I was heard the news, the first thing I did was, and then, and then you fill it in. And then the next thing it says the hardest thing for me today is, and then you fill it in. It's, it's a wonderful uh, journal with uh, what little reminders, what would you call it? Well, we call it a guided journal, I believe is, is the phrase for it. And it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a book that we were very blessed because it, it got on Oprah. <laughs> so you know, that was really exciting to have. She did a, a program on grieving. And we uh, were really lucky to have it on there. Amy also did a book called Angel Catcher for Kids, which is, I just, it's, it's just, I cry whenever I look at it. It's so beautiful and powerful for, for children, probably sort of five to ten-year-olds, to do a similar sort of guided journal exercise of, of healing. What a great idea. Now, how do people get a hold of this? And how do um, they get Amazon is probably the quickest, easiest way. And, um, yeah, just go on Amazon. You can Google Kathy Eldon or Amy Eldon. Google Angel Catcher. Yeah, talk about your website because it's so full. And oh, amazing. thank you. Well, the first thing we did was to create the DanEldon.org website, D-A-N-E-L-D-O-N.org. And that's just all about this crazy young man that was our, my son and who left behind 2,000 pages of journals that have been captured in a book called The Journey is the Destination. And mm-hmm. your listeners will know that you know, the journey is truly the destination when we're going through uh, a grieving. Actually, our real destination is acceptance and joy, but that's a pretty hard thing to, to get to. But we, we get, most people get there, and that's, that's the beautiful part. But we also... Oh, just a minute. I, I need to, to pause on that for a minute. Yeah, please do. Acceptance and joy. Yes. I mean, our audience out there, I mean, there is so much hope in that statement. They may not even believe it now, but most people get there, as you said. They do, and I think that the the beauty of what you are doing is to, it it will not minimize the journey that every individual makes through grief, and I I call it no way out but through. You know that, but there it's a very long tunnel. I like that no way out but through. I've got a little book uh, named that as well um, that that's coming out a little in a little while, but that it's we're in a long long tunnel when we're in the state of of grieving, and it's a necessary tunnel because. You have to go through it if you really want to step it. And I always call it blinking in the light. You know, it's like you cannot believe at the end of this tunnel that one day you will be blinking in the light and that you will laugh and you'll have belly laughs and you will have whole days when you don't, you know, recall that pain and you don't have those waves. I've got, I, I live on the ocean and I'm watching the waves come by and I'm remembering those waves of grief that mm-hmm. come over. 
with with the pain. But you will get through this, and you and will when find you remember it. people that you love, like Dan, you remember them with joy, yeah, and positive, rather than with the pain that was used to be attached. Exactly, and and it's and then you know from my perspective, well, we we started a foundation called the Creative Visions Foundation, and gosh, that's a she feels like a big thing to do, but uh, we wanted to commemorate and celebrate what we call creative activists. People, everybody has a spark within him or her that can be used to change the world around him or her around us. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be enormous. It can be planting a, 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 you know, a, a box of flowers. Who cares? But we all have the ability to, to somehow affect our world in a positive way. So our foundation does that. And we, um, it's pretty big now. I mean, it's, we've got a lot of people working with us. We've probably touched the lives of millions of people um, out of a single idea, the belief that, Dan's life had to have more meaning. And most people are not going to do something like that, and most people aren't in communications and media like you are and I am, but all of us can take that grieving energy, which I find can either kill you, or if you take it and take it outside of yourself, it can be the most powerful creative force that you can imagine. Absolutely. It is powerful, as we all know, with the the pain and suffering that uh, some of our audience who have just been bereaved, that pain, it's incredible. It's it's like it's like atomic bombs, you know, are going off around you or inside of you. And just imagine if when you can taking that energy, you know, just imagine if you could bottle it up and put it somewhere. Well, that's what you can do. And it's you know sometimes it's a little early days, but just just know that 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 energy, if you take it outside of you when you can, and I'm not saying you can do it day one or day fifteen or you know in the first year, but eventually if you can take it and harness it. It's so exciting to be able to use it. Mm-hmm. And channel it in different ways. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In the ways that, that each of us have. And, uh, and and it may be, you know, some people may quilt or who knows. I don't know. Some people may uh, do things on the Internet. As you say, some people are more out there because they're involved with the media, but we all have different things that, that we can do. And then that reaching out can be very healing and, as you say, transformative. Oh, boy. Yeah, for yourself and and for others. And, you know, even like creating a a group of people around you that are going through kinds of loss. And, you know, to be honest right now, there are so many people going through hard times. And it's almost like I I think with with Amy, I realized that the best way for her to get better was really to help other people, too. And Mm -hmm. she um, started working in a children's hospital with cancer, children who were going through cancer. And the wonderful thing was that by reaching out and helping those children, she was healing herself. Right. Well, Kathy, now, you you have got so much uh, wonderful information about Dan on the net, and I want to make sure our audience knows where to find it. They can go to Creative Visions Foundation. That's kind of your main site, right? It's creativevisions.org or um, daneldon.org. Either there's a thing passed back and forth. So either one is perfect. And they're fascinating sites. Um, you could just... You know, spend a huge amount of time. You can leaf through Dan's journals, and one of the wonderful things is because he was a photojournalist, fabulous pictures of Somalia and all the work there, and and you hear kind of the snap of the camera. That's a very clever sight. Very, and, very, and, very interesting. You know, just to say, yes, I just got on it this morning and couldn't get off of it because it's so incredible. Dan did more in his 22 years on Earth than most people do in a lifetime. He was truly an amazing person. Oh, thank you, I, both of you. I really appreciate it. And I always say he was an ordinary young man with an extraordinary view of the world mm-hmm. and his role within it. 
And I think that that's maybe a lesson that we can learn from someone who lasted only 22 years is what are we doing with our own lives. And sometimes as a result of these horrible, horrible losses, we find ourselves looking at who we are and, and saying, hey, who, who do I want to become? Who do I really want to be? And if I keel over and drop dead or am struck by a school bus tomorrow afternoon, am I living the life of my choice? And if mm, I'm not, what should I be doing? <laughs> and that's, that's the big question. Now, now, you've written so many things. You have a movie that's going to be coming out. Yes, we. Um, it's it's quite incredible. It's taken a really long time, but I after Dan was killed because I'm a filmmaker, I really wanted to do a film about the young journalists. We did a film called Dying to Tell the Story about journalists at risk, but I had a vision of doing a feature film about these young people. And Julia Roberts is now going to play me, which is a really I have to pinch myself every minute to even <laughs> believe that. But Daniel Radcliffe, who is playing Harry Potter, will uh, is going to play Dan. I saw him in Equus in London. He was oh, fabulous. He's so good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's I wonderful. Julia to see that. It was just an amazing day. But it's been a really long haul because I didn't ever want to sell the rights and just have it made, you know, the wrong way. And mm-hmm. so we're inching our way towards it. Probably not this summer, but next summer we'll be shooting it after Daniel is finished with Harry Potter. Oh, that's fabulous. And then your books, you've got um, Angel Catcher, which is the Journal of Loss and Remembrance, and then tell us the other two. Well, I think people might enjoy Soul Catcher if you're examining your life and saying, what do I do next? Soul Catcher is a guided journal to help you become who you really are, uh, and it's easily available on Amazon, and it's very inexpensive. Dan's book is The Journey is the Destination. It's sold more than 200,000 copies, and it's really uh, inspiring for people who want a journal. It's, I, I could never do it myself, but it's, it's a collection of his work. And Dan Eldon, The Art of Life, is another book about Dan. It's in, really kind of exciting for young people to, to see how you can pack a life full of, I, I call it living life firsthand. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Kathy Yeldon, thank you so much for being on the show, and I know that uh, Dan's life is going to continue to inspire so many people, and the work you're doing is just amazing, and we want to thank you for being on. Such a joy. Thank you. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.